Welcome back to the Effort Over Everything podcast. I'm your host, Jason Kleep, and on today's episode, we have Matt O'Keefe on the show. Now, if you've been around the CrossFit space for any amount of time, you've definitely heard this name. He's worked with Loud and Live on events all over the world, has represented athletes, have done amazing things, and now has transitioned from Loud and Live to HWPO and working with Matt Frazier. I enjoyed this conversation a ton. I always enjoy talking to Matt. He has incredible insight to share on the industry today and where it's going in the future. And he talks to us about HWPO, lessons learned, and where they're going. I can't wait for you guys to check it out. Before we dive into it, I want to remind you, leave us a rating, leave us a review. If you got value out of this episode, if you're enjoying the Coffee with Kalipa as a guest episode, or perhaps the shows with Gabe, MDV, and I, just leave us a rating, leave us a review, Take a quick screenshot and hit us up on Instagram. I hope you, your entire family, are doing great. Let's dive into an incredible episode with Matt O'Keefe. Let's go. Third time is a charm, that's what they say. Uh, Matt O'Keefe, man, it is good to chat with you. We've we've tried good to chat, chat and this time it's going to work well. I, I, I know it. I can feel it. I promise. I promise. My apologies. Um, I'm in. The, I'm in the tech world now. One thing I'm not figuring out is my laptop somehow. So we're good now. I think we're good. Yeah. So you're in the tech world, and so you know, as um, we were talking about earlier, years ago we met for the first, or not the first time, but we did a podcast on your background with uh, how you you met Matt, how you then got into the fitness space, and really started to work with athletes and create opportunities for them, which I thought was incredible. Then you start working with Loud and Live, you're doing events, you're doing all kinds of stuff, and now you've made a shift to HWPO, which really you've been working on for a really long time with Matt Frazier, but now it's just yeah. kind of like you're officially there. And so I think a great topic of conversation today, and something I think all athletes should listen to, is this idea of building a brand, what you guys have done with HWPO, and the opportunities in the fitness space. So before we get to HWPO, I guess a, 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 an initial question is... Where do you see the industry of functional fitness at today? And where do you see it going in terms of professional careers for athletes? Because you've been in, you've been in more deals than I think anybody at this point. So where is the industry at today in 2022 compared to where it was at maybe when you first got into it with Matt? Yeah. I mean, the stat, the status of the industry, the athlete, the brand that, that uh, contributes to it is is wonderful honestly um you know even considering the last couple of years that the evolution is insane and the progression um it's thriving uh fitness fitness was such a big you know I, I hate to say the word winner with covid but it really was you know it was something that i think a lot of people got a chance to lock in on and, and focus on and gained a lot of perspective on um because it was something that they had within their control in that time to possibly contribute to uh you know, uh, helping them with what, you know, COVID, if they attracted, you know, if they contracted it. Um, but, you know, in general, from a business perspective, uh, man, when I started doing what I'm doing uh, with athletes specifically back in, you know, 2013, 14, early 14, um, you know, to where it's today, man, it is crazy. Um, you know, we were talking about, you know, you know, deals in the hundreds of dollars, you know, a month or, you know, even, you know, low thousands a year back then, um, you know, people talking to everybody wearing the t-shirts of every brand. And now we're talking about very specific clothing deals, you know, equity situations for athletes, um, you know, because their brands stand on their own and they have such power. Um, their voice is so powerful and their authentication for those brands is incredible. So, you know, the evolution um, for many within this space, and that's not just a Matt specific or a Tia specific conversation. Um, there's many powerful athlete brands, individual brands um, that um, have a heavy hand uh, and they, they, they command, you know, a lot of money uh, and, and involvement in whatever they're, in, they're involved in. It's, it's really, it's, it's, it's such a, you know, a huge sense of pride around it. Um, but, you know, our industry, CrossFit specific, and then fitness in general has progressed so much. Um, it's a multi-billion dollar network. And a lot of that progress has been built around the voice of an athlete. I mean, mm -hmm. let's be real. Yeah. Um, you know, those brands have all worked their butts off um, and they've done really cool things and built products that speak to the consumer. 
athletes have helped uh, speak to the consumer greatly, uh, authenticated a lot of those things. And uh, those brands have told great stories around them because they have great stories to tell. So, um, man, it's, it's, it's amazing where it's at today is, is um, it's not beyond my wildest dreams. I will tell you that um, this uh, destination, um, I think it's a mini destination. Truly, I think there's so much more work to do. Uh, I could I could see this. Um, there's just a lot of work and a lot of luck that has to go into getting to where we're at today. Uh, but it's it's in a great it's in a great spot. Well, so let's talk about the great spot that it's in. So you look at athletes from the past, right? Let's just talk like the legends categories of of the past, right? Whatever the you know, put whoever you want in that category. Some of them have gone on to create you know businesses of different types, online businesses. Uh, Matt Chan, for example, is a firefighter, but also has online business. Spieler has brick and mortar, but also online business and several others. Right. But then the, then the, the sports start to evolve and grow. And you started seeing the likes of, you know, like the Matt Frazier's of the world who now have really built up a brand and something you're really aligned with. And you also have Tia with proven and, and others. I'm curious that the first evolution of athletes kind of came and a lot of the athletes are doing similar things in terms of outside, right? Trying to build brands, um, but not all of them. Then you have these other newer athletes who are just now either getting into the game or just building it. But is the barrier to entry getting bigger and bigger and bigger for an athlete to turn pro? And so what I mean by that is if you take like, uh, I'll use, um, I don't know, Tia as an example, right? She generates enough money from her sponsors, her businesses, her whatever, that she could train full time. And so do these top 10 athletes. Let's just say, you know, there's a category. Over time, does it become unfavorable for anybody else to ever crack that because they can't commit the time needed to break into that category? Is the barrier getting harder to become a professional CrossFit athlete? I guess is my question. It's it's um it's a great question. And I think the answer is it's only getting better. Um, it's just, you know. Uh, the resources at the top are getting greater. So um, it's hard to catch up to that, right? Like guys like Matt and Tia, uh, particularly as, you know, the two greatest in, in male and female ever, um, they've, they've earned um, everything they've got through their hard work, but, you know, and all their hard work on the business side too has created their ability to be more and more focused, to be greater and greater. Um, but the uh, the depth at which an athlete gets paid grows every year. There's, you know, what what this space continues to prove, fitness in general, that training story. This isn't even CrossFit CrossFit specific. The train we're the best spot for that. We, um, you know, we didn't invent it, but we created a really um, incredible amount of awareness around brands telling stories about training. People that train in the gym, train hard, work hard, and it being so relatable. It's become the most relatable sports story. LeBron James training, you know, in the gym is way more relatable than shooting threes and dunking a basketball, right? I say that all the time. So, you know, that's sort of, you know, cast a wider net over time. But in our sport, um, athletes, um, are, you know, are allowed to be or earning, to, you know, the position of pro um, at a deeper uh, level at this point, because there's more money in the space. So there's more um, brands willing to invest in, uh, in people for the future. So, you know, we, you know, we, we work with, um, you know, Jason, um, Jason Hopper, Ellie Turner is a new client, like these people are able to full time train now and they're new, right? I think it's still equally as hard to become great because, you know, there's just a lot of work and a lot of hours that go into that. Um, so there still exists this sort of barrier. Um, it's a, you know, a resource barrier, but I think it's softer, man. You were on the front end of this. Uh, when you were doing this and you won the CrossFit games, you were maintaining other jobs. Um, you did uniquely throughout your entire career and you kind of were on, you were involved as this sort of evolved and you were probably one of the first athletes to really you know, build up, you know, if not the first, a massive brand around things you were doing. Um, and you had, you know, a lot of great endorsement deals, uh, that stuff's, you know, that stuff's evolving, you know, more people are getting paid and, you know, yeah, the top is earning more and more and more. Um, so you, I guess you could say that, you know, that creates this sort of now unique barrier. There are people that are turning pro at a greater rate, um, but it's harder to sort of resource up. Um, but, you know, that's sport, you know, you know, it's really funny. Yeah. And you and I have talked about this so many times is that I think 
we have this extreme ownership in our space from fans and customers, you know, people that, that, you know, watch it, love it, do it. Um, they think it's different. Um, and there's such this great passion for people to say like, you know, we've got to grow, you know, athletes need to be paid more. I, I couldn't agree more, you know, and we, people like myself and you work really hard for that growth. Um, but what we're seeing today is the same that exists in any sport, you know, th- those guys do things for four years and are under-resourced um, out of passion a lot of times, right? Um, the NBA isn't different. It isn't much different too. Like, you know, there's 10 athletes with shoe deals, you know, there, there's a, there's a huge rich category and then there's a grind, a grinder group, you know? Yeah. We're talking about a million instead of 30 million, but there's still right. that same <clears throat> structure that exists. You know, we're evolving up, which is great. You know, those lower end deals are getting greater and greater at a high rate. And it's awesome. You know, there's a deeper group getting paid and they're getting paid more and more every year because they're marketable. Um, they're building brands. They've learned from the crop of athletes like yourself and Matt and Tia and Katrin and Annie. Um, and, you know, they, they have this sort of, you know, next level, they've leveled up the entry um, and they're smart. They know how to build content. They know how to tell stories around themselves. So fun. Um, the storytelling you know. is the key. I was going to ask you about that. So we talk about how people feel connected to the fitness space. And I think that, you know, CrossFit, for whatever, for as a blessing or curse, I, I would, I would, I would assume it's a blessing. People feel extremely connected to it because it's a brand, it's a methodology, it's a sport, but it's also a business. And the business then goes out and makes decisions that they feel like are in the best interest of the business, right? The challenge is, is that when you feel connected to it as a methodology, as something that changed your life, when the business makes a decision, it's hard to differentiate between those two. And you saw that, I think, a little bit with Dave leaving or however you want to refer to that. Do you think Dave leaving, I'm curious, is that an example of just the community being so close-knit to seeing that's still a business and a sport? And then what, I guess, um, where do you see that going in the future? Do you see them putting one person at the cornerstone of the CrossFit Games or do you see them kind of spreading it out in the future? Yeah, it's a, it's a great question. I think, you know, you speak to what I have always sort of categorized as extreme ownership. Um, yeah. You know, I dealt with it with Wadapalooza, you know, somebody who's volunteered there 10 years. That was, you know, that's their, um, that's their thing. You know, they own it, you know, um, and it's a positive, you know, you know, it's more positive than anything, you know, to even categorize anything else as negative is, is irresponsible. It's just, you know, um, extreme ownership comes with positive and negative to it. Um, and I think this business unit, you know, when you look at it that way, more than just sport, um, has emerged, um, and over, you know, and, and sort of, uh, raced in front of a lot of, you know, mainstay sport platforms because of it. You know, we are, um, a bigger market than, you know, some sports people would be really surprised to hear that we're bigger than, you know, um, that have been around a long time. So, you know, we've come overcome barriers. We talk about the sort of situation. That's where you see the, the emotional response to that. Um, the Dave people and then the not Dave people and, you know, sort of how they, you know, react to that. But what then you see on the backside of that, and this would be the same with me leaving loud live, you know, um, you know, it, you know, Greg's exit, um, we're all sort of, you know, unfortunately replaceable and what stays consistent throughout all this is people are really passionate about the sport, the product, doing it in the gym every day and watching it because you see, you know, us continue to grow you know, the, the numbers go up um, and people still watch it and do it. Um, you know, even though some of the things, you know, there's been so much extreme change. I mean, the fact that CrossFit is still thriving today, um, you know, proves it. I mean, look what we've gone through the last two and a half years. I mean, it's been insane. I mean, I, there are, you know, that's called, uh, it's not even a hurricane or a monsoon. I mean, like, that's literally like <laughs> this, you know, sort of like, you know, you know, life-changing moments over and over again for, for brand, for a brand or a sport or a platform. So, yeah, I think, you know, forward and, you know, I'm sort of feeling it already because I've been present at some of the open announcements and, you know, that all went down right before Wadapalooza. Um, 
you know, I think there's a real shift and focus on the sport and, and the stories within it, the athletes. Um, you know, Matt was back at the open announcement um, and they celebrated him, that, you know, and you know, which is really cool and right. And I think, you know, it'd be irresponsible to not continue to tell that story forward. Um, and it was really nice, honestly. Like, I think that, uh, you know, that being, I think their most powerful marketing tool, honestly, like if we're, we'd be, you know, I think they'd be irresponsible to not think that too, is those powerful stories of, you know, Matt, how he worked hard to be where he's at, Tia, um, people who have, you know, overcome adversity to get even to the pro level as the focus like that, you know, you need to, as a, you know, a brand and a sport platform be telling those stories because that's what makes me, you know, click on and watch that's you um that keeps us interested those are the people that we fan forward um and want to watch so uh i'm really excited to see what that looks like you know i think that the face of the sport should be the sport and the athletes and um i see that really starting to evolve here right now um in in a in a big way which would you know it should be exciting to see how that plays out you know i i think yes i agree I, I think it's interesting when you look at Matt or when you look at Tia and the support that you provided them from a business side. And I think that when you have this, Matt, actually, I, I think to their credit, I'm using them as examples, but they're also very savvy in business themselves. I think yeah. Matt, they're, they're, both, they're both very savvy and they have savvy people around them. And so I'm curious with HWPO, with Proven, with different things, you now left loud and live. And just from like a nuts and bolts person, I'm curious, you're the CEO now of HWPO, but you mm -hmm. also then have an additional company that still has athletes under it. Is that, is that how yep. your transition occurred? Okay. Got it. It did. It did. Yeah. It's not different than kind of, um, my structure before in terms of right. how my time was allocated. They're just not the same organization. Um, you know, Daniel Robbins is a, is a guy that, uh, had, you know, done a lot of work with me at Loud Live on the athlete business, and it's taking a more prominent role in the transition. But it's no different than my time before. You know, I, you know, a lot of my focus is on this one thing, like you know, events were before, and then now HWPO. Um, but I'm, you know, I'm not exiting my athlete relationships. Um, you know, that was something Matt and I talked very specific about my transition. Um, and, you know, it's a group that, you know, I'm always going to care for whether I was formally, you know, involved or not. And it made a lot of sense to be formally involved continuing forward. I mean, honestly, it, was, it wasn't even that much of a conversation. It was like, hey, I know you're going to still want to do this. You know, yep, right. I am. Um, but yeah, that, that part, um, when you talk about those two, by the way, it's greatness, um, you know, and, you know, you, you know, I put you in this category with, you know, all the success you've had um you know you take your athletic success and you sort of transfer it um, people are who they are no matter what they do really is what i would say about you and those guys um they're incredible people matt and tia <clears throat> their success outside of the gym is no you know you know sort of surprise to me 100 yeah. percent. And, and so I'm, I'm curious you know you met matt a long time ago you started building this as i i really loved watching from the sidelines because i watched hwpo start to grow right and you get the Nike deal and all of a sudden you create these HWPO and then you start branding it and branding it and branding it. And he's competing, he's winning and boom, 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 boom. How early on did you guys start planting the seeds to say, Hey, we're going to, our, our, our brand that we're going to lead from the front with is not the Matt Frazier brand. It's HWPO. And this is what the structure looks like as you continue to compete and then subsequently end up retiring. Like, did you guys start formulating this years and years in advance or did it all just kind of seem to come into place? Because from an outsider's perspective, let's just take the retirement perspective. It's like, wow, he retires shortly after the book comes out. There's a whole storyline be behind everything. It, it se just seemed very primed and ready. Is that, was that your doing or, or what happened? Yeah, it's, it's awesome to hear it spoken uh, because it's been a wild ride. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'd be, you know, lying if I said I had this, like, sort of, you know, playbook that we wrote down, and it's all playing out the way. I think what we did was just make really smart decisions all along, Matt, particularly for himself, too, you know, and I was, I got to be a part of that and help, and uh, we have a really good relationship, and we think a lot alike, um, you know, really, you know, we resonated with each other early on, on how, you know, maybe I approached business was, you know, how he had approached 
what he wanted to pursue. So they were just both goals. There were different goals and we were willing to die to, to get where we wanted to. And, and that's where we're most aligned. And that's what HWPO is. And that's kind of how it was born is that, you know, you know, Matt wanted to, um, you know, have something that people could point to as, you know, sort of their badge, um, you know, that spoke, you know, to, to how they, you know, how they felt about, you know, anything they did and, you know, you know, and how they associated with him, which is a brand, right? Like in the grand scheme of things, HWPO just means no bullshit and, um, you know, do the work and, you know, grind and, you know, roll your sleeves up and, you know, you know, focus on work your ass off to achieve it. And, it, you know, it meant a lot to him and he wanted, you know, something that was sort of tattooed on him literally and figuratively that, you know, spoke to that. Um, that wasn't just, you know, Matt Fraser. I mean, HWPO is Matt Fraser and Matt Fraser is HWPO. Um, and then, you know, looking at how that would progress over time, um, you know, we wanted to, you know, really offer the opportunity for people to wear that as their sort of badge of honor, um, you know, and, and, and to sort of create our tribe and build a lot of culture around that. Um, there's no mystery that the key to success with a brand is culture. Um, and, you know, our culture is just so direct and attractive um, and it speaks, you know, directly to, to people, uh, to consumers, you know, if we're if we're going that route. And they, um, you know. We never looked at like, you know, how it would look or what we would do with it, that we would just stay true to it. Right. Right. You know, true to our culture, true to our brand, true to Matt. And, you know, we'd always make decisions that made the most sense um, for him and his goals and it. And, you know, and when we got you know done with, you know, competing, we knew that, you know, we would package something that talked about how he trained at some point. Uh, under HWPO, but we never really focused on it because everything for him, and this is, you know, really what, it, you know, what HWPO is today is like, you know, you know, set a mark and meet it. The destination is always going to be so far in the distance, um, you know, set lofty and big goals and then the micro in the middle. But, you know, to get to that, you know, sort of destination takes a lot of work. And we want to help people with that, create, you know, you know, their, their physical and mental attributes to help them attain that. Um, but, you know, starting a training business was always a part of uh, the plan. Right. Uh, we thought about that early on. And, and the best part about it was he was never willing to do this. When he was competing, he, right? Yeah. Which, which I think even, he even carried into the story even more because he gets done competing. Everybody's like, oh, you know, show me what's underneath the hood, right? Show me, show me the secret to the success. And boom, comes out of the training program. I thought it was genius that he wasn't, you know, letting the cat out of the bag until later on. And when he, when he rolled out the, the, the partnership with hybrid, um, you know, which, which brings us to, you know, it's interesting. So the, the plan all along was to roll out a training program. Is that, is that right? It was, it really was because, you know, and, and it was, you know, perfectly on brand Matt, which is HWPO to say, um, I'd be unauthentic if, you know, inauthentic, if I told people what I did, because I said I never would until I was done. And, you know, that's how we are going to run this business, you know, speak about what we feel like we're confident and expert on and find expertise outside, um, be authentic, right? And it, that was the most authentic thing was, you know, when he, he wouldn't talk about what he did until he was done, um, you know, and, and, you know, we feel like what he did and in, in how we approach things um, has a, you know, a really cool, unique approach. Um, I mean, you know, he's unique honestly. And I think right. a lot of people have stayed attached to it because of that. So yeah, we were always planning on putting something out, um, you know, uh, when he retired, when he was ready. So why did you guys, um, so this is like a purely business topic. Yeah. Why did you as Matt O'Keefe, uh, Frazier as HWPO decide to go with um, a collaboration instead of creating your own app from the beginning. I mean, at that mm. point, you guys have sponsorships with Nike, these different companies. Why wouldn't you just, couldn't you just have invested in your own app? Why, why did you partner with hybrid? It's a really good question. Um, I think, um, and it was like, it was really the perfect next move for how Matt, um, thought about and approached business. Um, I think that, you know, what I've seen, you know, happen over the last two years with Matt is this, you know, beautifully, uh, mindful and aggressive entrepreneur. What's up, buddy? <laughs> See, oh, yeah, you got Caden in here. Caden, what's up, dude? Um, 
you know, I've seen this beautiful um, and, you know, um, strategically aggressive entrepreneur develop. And I don't think that necessarily was the case. You got to understand he was just tunnel focused on, um, you know, winning the CrossFit games and that was his bread and butter. And that's how he created revenue. Um, and Matt is the, 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 you know, a perfect example of just not knowing what he doesn't know. Um, you know, he's, he never makes the same mistake twice. He sort of, you know, builds, you know, his life off of experience and he hadn't really delved or allowed himself to spend any time sharing his mind with, you know, what, you know, our business operations looked like and, you know, you know, where he'd be willing to, you know, be a little risky, you know, risky with things or, you know, invest. And I think that, you know, we really were at this moment where he was, you know, like, all right, you know, I know this is an opportunity. I don't know how big the opportunity is. What do you think? And I said, you know, I think this is a massive opportunity, honestly. <clears throat> and I think that, you know, um, he was most comfortable with the collaboration and we were really tight with those guys. And I think it was just one of those things that was like a really good next step where it was like, Hey, right. you know, I don't want to invest millions of dollars, you know, because people don't realize that, you know, what rich does, <laughs> what you do, uh, what we do cost millions of dollars a year to do. Um, and I think at that point he was like, you know, I want to walk into this before I run into it. And, um, you know, you know, who knows, maybe this, you know, this situation that we're getting in has an evolution to it. And that can be what, you know, we continuously grow off of. Um, but that was the initial decision was, you know, we were friends with those guys. They had had a lot of success. He wanted to collaborate in the end after a lot of conversations about what it would look like to invest in that. Um, he was just like, you know, I think we're, I think we're, I think collaboration is probably my best next step where I, I might, you know, I might have a heart attack even trying to do this. So, yeah. um, you know, so it's that, cool. that was, the, that was the why on the collaboration side. I mean, it was the right choice. At, at that but, time. but the, uh, you know, and, and I, you know, I think hindsight's always twenty twenty because we look back yeah. at some of these situations and to, to be clear, hybrid, uh, excuse me, HWPO just recently launched your own new app. And that was about a year, a year, a, a little over a year ago or a little over a since a year since you first rolled out hybrid a little like a year and a half is it's it? a year it's it's no it's it's um it's literally a year um so we were and, with them from uh it's about 12 months 13 months now so let's talk about the year contract so you you get on on board with hybrid and i think for any listener uh, any um patrons of hwpo they're probably wondering you know why did you pivot from from the hybrid model onto your new model and I obviously there's there's benefits from a for a variety of benefits, but ultimately you guys decided to kind of not go the route of you know there's a big barrier to kind of create your own app. You had friends in the space, you're like, dude, let's just jump on board with them. So looking at that particular relationship from a high level, what do you think could have been done differently in the beginning to maybe have it where as the year went on, as time went on you wouldn't have felt so compelled to want to go off and go do your own thing, I guess. Like what made you want to go do your own thing? And then what could you have done in the beginning to set it up where you didn't really have that desire to go do your own thing? Is that? Yeah, that it's sense? a really, it's a great question. Um, the the reason to, to do what we're doing now today is because of the members, right? You know, because of the to, scale. So it yeah. was proven in other words. It's proven, but more importantly is like really have control of what, the, you know, the, the entire experience right and you you're really good at this you understand this it's just you know <clears throat> there's there's not you know one right way to do things but there's your way that you you know want to do things and you think is the best way that's the why in the grand scheme of things this is an us thing this wasn't a them thing this is hey hey our brand um needs to live on its own you know that that to me was became a quick non-negotiable it was like listen this stuff uh, Matt's brand, our brand is is a powerful brand. It has a message that I don't want to blend with others. You know, um, I want it to be on its own. And then, and Matt did. And then B, you know, um, I want to, you know, you know, make or break ourselves. I want to control service and tech. You know, that side of it, um, you know, is something that I learned a lot about over time. I mean, I've helped, I've been involved with GoWad. Like I, I understand tech. I've heard, you know, a ton from you. Um, it was a world that I think we were very apprehensive to be involved in at the time a year ago that we got comfortable with and learned a lot about partners that could be potential out there to help us build this. Um, 
you know, I want to be, and we want to be in control of the consumer's experiences, our, our patrons experiences, you know, we want them to, um, have the best everything. And, you know, we feel like we have a really good way of going about that. And, and we've built around that with this new tech. So that, that was a big part of it, you know, you know, in the service side, like we were able to do service, um, you know, with the, the, the current relationship, um, but, you know, we want to 100% do it our way. I, I want people to think that they're stealing from us. Like, you know, and that to me um, is a real thing. Like, I want to over-service people. I want them to feel like um, they're, you know, they're getting incredible value for what, what, they're, what they're buying, you know, what they're paying into. Um, it isn't about, this isn't a transactional thing for us. Like, we're not looking, to the contrary, Matt has, has, has taken this step and said, I will make less money to make sure that this is right and that we can grow this properly and service clients. We've hired 10 people, we've built our own app um, and we're gonna hire more because you know, for every thousand people that are on this platform, we're building a formula around how that needs to be serviced. Um, we saw that a certain way and we wanted to do it on our own. Um, so I think that um, you know, there's no one thing, but it's an us thing really, right? I think a lot of people look at you know, these ends, um, and they're like, you know, there had to be this, you know, shitty moment that occurred or right. something happened. It was like, no, you know, we decided to make a decision that focused on the people that have, you know, come to us and, and trusted us to train on a daily basis and do what we thought was better for them. Dude, I think it makes total sense. The whole attachment thing. I mean, I, I, I understand the way you feel when we rebranded from NorCal Cross with NC Fit. A lot of it was, dude, it has nothing to do with I still got a lot of love for CrossFit, just like you guys necessarily didn't hate hybrid. It's not that. It's just nope. you want to be in control of HWPO's own destiny. And anybody with a brand, I think, could really appreciate that. I, I really do. Because there's it's like your baby and you spend so much time and attention on it. You want to cultivate the culture and the, but you want to be in control of the outside perception and the internal what occurs. And so when you're attached to someone, there's 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 a challenge there. And so you, you yeah. know, you know that, but I'm sorry to interrupt, like, you know, the, you know, as operators, as business owners, you know, you, you know, you have to control what you can, like you're, it's irresponsible to, um, you know, you, and equally, you can't pay attention to anything you don't, but you do hit these situations and you've done this so many times and taken bigger steps and invested in yourself and your people, um, you know, at this point, it's just, you know, one of those situations where it's like, you know, I want to, and you just said it, and Matt does control our destiny and in, 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 the, in, the, in the experience. You know, people um, have invested in us heavily and they've asked us to do certain things and we're going to do it, you know. And so them having their own place to speak to their community and, you know, um, and, and be a part of, a, you know, their tribe, you know, solely. Um, and, you know, really immerse themselves in what we're doing. And then the opportunity for us to now spend a lot of time looking at what the future looks like so that our hub becomes more of a centralized hub so that we teach them how to think more, um, you know, and build, you know, sort of programs around that. And we get more specific to certain sports so that kids can start to think about, you know, how they train specifically for that through us. Um, and then, you know, get better at some, some, some sort of mono things, you know, um, some specific things, whether it's, you know, swimming or lifting. Um, so is that where the future, is that what you think is the future of HWPO? So, you know, HWPO yeah. translates to many different things, right? Um, and, you know, for us, it's funny, uh, in a, in a, in a way, when we were trying to, over the years, you know, as brands do, they evolve and they grow. And our team at NC Fit has really came down to this, you know, kind of, the rallying cry of just like putting an effort above anything else, right? Like if, if, if that's our key and we just want our members to come in, put in their best effort and we got you, you guys with hard work pays off. It's very similar, right? You just want people to put in the hard work and it's going to pay off, but it can pay off in any air arena. It's very wide. So your goal for fitness tradition, I think people would look at Matt Frazier and be like, Oh, it's CrossFit. But I do think that, your guys's goals are to reach different audiences. So what is the next audience? If, if you would say that, you know, the core audience is here, what is the next circle you think for the HWPO crew? Yeah, thank you. And I will say to that, and I'll get to your specific question. You know, I think people watch this podcast and they're like, you know, well, why are you Jason talking to someone that seemingly does the same? Because we think alike. And, 
we know that there's plenty to go around, first of all. Um, and, you know, um, we're super aligned. First of all, we're friends. And that's the way the world works. Those are the people I want to be around. And that's kind of how I want to go about life. Uh, we all help each other out. Jason has a great product that actually we don't cross over a whole lot anyway. And even if we did, Jason would be a guy that would pick the phone up and you would talk to me and help me if I had a question about something you even specifically did. So um, I do want to point that out because I think sometimes people, even your you know followers would be like, what, you know, why are you doing a podcast with some guy that is running another platform that might be competing with you you know well it goes into the whole idea of like being authentic right if i'm a big believer in like a rising tides raises all ships like why would i not want to talk to you about lessons learned and and hwpo and your experiences and maybe that helps someone else in the fitness space and and maybe that grows you know that that's my main main goal right now is to talk to people, learn from them, and then share that with more people, specifically in the fitness space, whether it's a competitor, non-competitor, who cares? I just want all of us to be doing better, you know? <laughs> if, if you, if you, if, if you, I, and, you know, Ben and CJ and all these guys do a really good job, more people get to see what we're all doing. And there's more people being attracted to everything we're doing. And there's plenty of people that will engage all of us. And the, everybody I've named uniquely does their own great job with whatever they do, right? You were talking about um, the, kind of the circles. Uh, do you look at yeah. it that way? I mean, do, from that? a business perspective, you say, hey, our first six months, we're going to really focus in on this, you know, CrossFitter. Then right. after we get uh, there, we're going to kind of branch out. Or do you not look yeah, at it like that? that? No. So, yes, like we want to <clears throat> really get um, – you know, established on our own and service people properly. Uh, we've already started, you know, the, the app launched uh, yesterday and it's been awesome. It's, we're really proud of it. The people are loving it already. Um, but yeah, we'll focus a ton of energy and, and, and build a lot of things to grow around the CrossFit vertical. That's not where we're going to stop and stay. You know, I think, you know, what I've learned a lot and, you know, was a part of my process and, wanting to come here was just you know how matt's mind worked and kind of where how far it could run and stretch you know in terms of you know how people train in general and one of my you know you know biggest um pieces with this and and where where i have a lot of excitement is you know that it's really simple to him how people move in general and i think we can speak to a lot of different um you know people who specifically want to train for things sport related um you know because it's you know we believe in CrossFit and functional fitness, you know, for people to train for anything is really it, right? And, and so in the grand scheme of things, we're looking, you know, and we will quickly to find, um, you know, expertise in swimming, and, you know, expertise in running and expertise in lifting. But then we want to find, you know, ways to speak to, you know, high school football players and you know, basketball players. And, you know, we feel like we have a really good understanding of how people would move in that sport and then how that would transfer back to a really good way to train. You know, we hear so many times you have your whole career, I'm sure is like, damn, I wish I had found that uh, when I was in high school. And I think, you know, I'm the same. I'm like, man, I'm probably the fittest I've ever been in my life every year. I'm getting older and I played college sports. Matt O'Keefe today is a better athlete and a fitter athlete than Matt O'Keefe as a university athlete that played two sports. Like that to me is what I'm talking about. Like we're going to, you know, quickly look at, you know, opportunity to speak to people and teach them how to train for sports specific Uh, in life too. Like, I mean, you do this too. I think we we're launched a sweat program with, with our, um, with the new app. And it's, um, you know, people would be like, well, Matt, can't really speak to my wife or your wife our mom you know you know people that don't want to move barbells and all that other stuff he's not sammy is you know a sweat queen i'm you know so geared towards machines and things like that and longer workouts and just you know getting my heart rate up and a good sweat on and we're like you know people like that are helping contribute to that so we're building you know programs for you know people to work hard that want to really you know be a part of our community um, and it's a, it's a way that they can and don't, you know, have to you know do a two and a half hour training program a day right. or an hour of cross CrossFit and lifting 
that they don't want to do. So, yeah, I mean, the goal is, man, I want Matt to be a Peloton instructor. I want Matt to be, you know, an HWPO to be this beacon when somebody walks into, you know, a big box gym and says, you know, I want to do functional fitness CrossFit. Oh, there's HWPO training. Like, that's my, like, big picture goal for this is that, you know, we democratize um, how people do functional fitness and CrossFit in the world through what we do. You know, we, we really validate it and we provide it. And so if, do you have any uh, goals in opening up brick and mortar? I don't. <clears throat> yeah. Um, just... We'll leave that. We'll leave that to you. Um, yeah. You know, honestly, it's funny. This came up um, because I don't think it's not an opportunity, but I think it would be like this distant thing where, you know, that would be sort of the, the late add on if it was ever something and again, it's the same thing that I'm talking about when it like if it came to like like an NFL player that loved to train that could come over and be the face and and help us understand movement a little better. Um, the same would go with that. Like if we were going to go brick and mortar, like that's not our core competency. Like we're not um, gym owners. You know, we know what we know, and we know we know what we don't, and then we partner with what we don't. If it's an opportunity, we'd love to explore it at some point. But, you know, honestly, I'd be calling you and saying, you know, how do we open HWPO gyms? You know, let's do this together. I would tell you, don't do it right before COVID. But now that COVID's done, now there's a lot of opportunity. (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) Yeah, the last two years have been... um... Last few years have been very difficult for brick and mortar, but I think there's a, a a big opportunity. I think now, I think people are looking to get back, connect with others. You know, we're seeing it here in the gyms. You know, I'm in our gyms every day, and then we have our digital platforms, and it's fun to watch the dynamic between the two, and then test our, you know, just see our members in the gyms every single day. But I I, I love what HWPO is doing. I think it's so cool what you and Matt have been able to build, and the fact that you've been able to pivot from previous kind of like. I want to say sales and corporate job. Is that a good way to describe it? Yeah. Couldn't be more sales and corporate. I mean, I mean, I sold insurance with a jacket and tie on every day. I was in a car dealership working in my family business. Uh, I've, I've, I've done a lot of the sales and corporate. <laughs> and so, you know, you go from this guy doing sales and insurance and et cetera to then, you know, I it basically, I think you've done a lot of good for a lot of athletes and obviously the events. And now you get the opportunity to be CEO of HWPO. And I think it's going to be, it's going to be fun to watch, man. And I think that I hope this app transition has been smoother than you expected. You know, I think that, uh, I hope that things are okay between you and hybrid. I hope that one day, you know, I think as a business owner myself, like I realize like things are not always perfect, but I think people's intention makes a difference. And I think that if your intentions were good, like you had good intentions at the beginning, you have good intentions now. I think that's a, that's a big thing to, to lean on because in business is never so cut and dry. Right. I mean, you, you've, you've done a lot of deals. <laughs> it is, it is. It, that's the hard part. And, you know, that's really been a big part of the conversation with them, which I don't know is like today, you know, um, perfectly understood, but I just really try to point back to my track record. It's like, you know, it's easy for people to be like, you know, as they stab someone to say like, I've never stabbed someone, but that's not what this is. You know, it's like, it's like, hey, like, you know, I'm not nuclear. It would be so dumb to be nuclear because I've worked so hard and has Matt to be where we're at. We have so much more to do. We've never run a, a an ant over in our entire life. You know, we've worked really hard, been competitive and focused on ourselves. That's the problem is when you're, you know, tunnel focused on what you're doing and the people you're doing it with. Unfortunately, there's collateral in that sometimes that, you know, and, and there isn't perfect understanding that it's not, you know, an intentional, you know, act to where you're moving from. It's got to do with where you're going to, right? You know, so it's just like one of those things where, you know, business is tough. Like that stuff's really hard. There's a lot of emotion involved in it. Um, we've done, I can put my head on the pillow at night knowing that we've done right by everybody around us always. And, you know, this move's included in that. And, um, you know, we want, you know, we're incredibly grateful for our time there. Um, you know, we did a lot of great things together. And, you know, we've spoken at great length. And even Hayden, who owns the business, was like, you know, I'd be doing the same thing. Um, you know, and he agreed with that. So, you know, it's just, you know, we're going to focus on HWPO. I'm incredibly proud of the app. Proud of the app. I got to tell you, like, you know, Jason knows this better than anyone. Tech's hard. And, um, you know, I've watched you go through it and do a great job with it. Um, 
you know, I'm excited about that chapter. We partnered with um, an incredible group fitter training out of UK. Um, they've been amazing. Our developers are in the Ukraine, by the way. Like here, here's a story. Here's a story I got today. And, um, you know, we sent the video over to those guys today. They're very aware of the space. They do a lot of work for big business too. Like I think sometimes people hear offshore stuff and they like think you're taking a cheap route. These are some of the smartest people in the world, you know, yep, and yep, yep. they through this whole thing, you know, war that's, you know, ensued over there, their immediate response was, I need a couple of days off. We're like, dude, take as much time as you want off. We have to obviously look at a backup because we can't be in a situation where we don't have this continuing to develop and get service. They're like, please don't take the business away. And we'll be back. We need two days to build a bomb shelter. And so dude. they did that. And then they came back to work. And they're they over, they're making a, you know, a cocktail, Molotov, uh, those, uh, I'm, Molotov I'm cocktails. The, yeah, Molotov cocktails. Yeah. I mean, they're over there and they're building a bomb shelter and yet they still want to be able to get the work done with you. Like, is that, that, was, just, two, I, is, that was two weeks ago, dude. They literally have worked harder and more in this period of two weeks to get to where we're at today to have launched. Those guys now, the bombing is closing in. They're, on a, they're in a city outside of like a major city. Yeah. And we got word yesterday that like, hey, some of the bombing's getting closer. And then the guy, we sent the video, the guy sent a note back and he was like, you know, I can work from my bomb shelter. And it was like, dude, what is like, the world is pretty insane. Um, but, you know, the, those guys have been incredible. So what has come to life is truly blood, sweat and tears. These guys are there by themselves. Their families have left and they're on their laptops, literally in bomb shelters during our app. And, you know, people hear that and be like, wow, you're a terrible person for making me do that. <laughs> Right, I'm literally trying to work. make them not do it and they right. won't listen. We have a backup to do this with and they're asking us not to, you know? So it's, um, but that was all from like tech is hard and, but I'm excited about this part, you know, or, you know, in this evolution, um, I think we've built something special uh, and, and I'm really proud of it and I'm really, really excited. I, I can't wait for you to experience I need to, it too. I need to check it out. You know, our, our, our evolution for digital is like we created an app years and years ago. And then we had a new one that I showed you like a year ago. And I really felt compelled to like incorporate on demand and, and, and a bunch of stuff. And what we learned over the last year was that, and I, I don't know if you learned something similar, but what I learned is I had to take a deep look at like myself as the leader and as a CEO and say, Hey, how do I utilize our products? Right. I go into our gyms every day. I look for motivation on the app. I go do the workout. But I think we got so excited about this on-demand follow-along because we saw we saw it pick up during COVID, but it wasn't authentic to like me. Like I don't do follow-along workouts off a of TV. I normally just get inspiration and go hit it or to kick our classes. So we never really talked about it on the app. And so we made a full 180 and just did, you know, great workouts and a timer. And I think that it took me that year and that app development to realize like, Hey, where are we as a business? What's authentic to us? And then stay in that lane. And I don't know if like, I guess what I'm trying to say is like lessons learned for us. And I'm sure that maybe through your hybrid experience, you probably had similar lessons learned and like, dude, like people could tell you all they want, but until you actually experience it, you have like those aha moments, it, you know, takes time. I, I think it's funny. You and I have had a lot of conversations about this. You get like, you see success and, you know, outside and you sort of like, look how you can possibly apply that to what you yes. do. Right. You know, and it's like, sometimes you can get caught up in that race to what you think, you know, somebody has like really, you know, built something great around, but it doesn't always apply. Um, you and I do, I think a really good job of this. I know you do, you know, we have conversations around this. I, I'm, I'm, I always look at exactly what you just said with things. It's like, how do I, how would I use this? Because man, I don't think there's a more prototypical consumer in the world than me. You know, um, I'm the one that's getting targeted, you know, and I'm, you know, I'm a, you know, I'm a dabbler in fitness and, you know, I like to do things exactly the way you're saying it, you know? Right. So I, when I looked at this thing and I'm like looking around and I'm like, well, Matt's not the one to ask about like how he would use this. I am, you know, and that's, you know, that's hard sometimes at, from, from a leadership perspective, because you're, you got this other thing in your mind. You're just like Peloton's, you know, tens of billions. Right. You know? they're, they're, like, they're a gazillion dollar business. We need to go that direction. And then, right. Be, anyways, yeah, I didn't mean to yeah, cut you off. No, you didn't. You know, you, but, but that's it. It's like, you know, you and I have had these conversations along the way and it's like, 
well, everybody's doing that, you know, and they're consuming that. And it's like, you know, um, I, you know, and I've got caught in that too at times. And it just, you know, it's one of those things where, um, you know, you gotta, you know, we've worked for a long time in this industry and uh, broader industry and, and, you know, and uh, we've got a lot of experience and sometimes the best thing, and this is really great for entrepreneurs is to pay attention to you, you know, yourself and, you know, be real honest with who you are and how you might consume things and look at things because, you know, sometimes the best answer is um, you being the sample, honestly. And I think that, that, you know, you know, that is precisely, you know, um, how we've looked at this is not like how big can we get and how many people can we sort of, you know, um, do this with the way others have done it. We have to do it the way that we think will be the most successful for what we're doing, you know, and yeah. that's how you build billion dollar businesses. That's how Noble has built their business. That's how Rogue has built their business. You know that I know that it's just, you know, tough focus on brand product and and it best all fits to to get to the consumer the right way you know so i i think that's really good that you bring that up because um you know i think so many young entrepreneurs look at like okay you know uh peloton how do i put that on a this and you know how do i make it do this you and i have got caught up in it right like it's it's um you know you gotta be very you know so it's funny. I learned a lot of this from the Noble guys. You know, they have never wavered a spec on brand and product, and never paid attention. And there's never a conversation in their walls that says Nike does or Adidas or Reebok. It's always Noble does. And you know, they're in the point zero zero one percent of business success stories at, at this point right now. But what they did was, you know, you know, and how they approached it is so basic. And it's hard though, man. How do you sit in a room hard. when your your back's against the wall and it's like, I gotta create revenue, not waver, you know? Um, but the answer to being, you know, what you want it to be, that you know, distant destination is um, you know, staying really true to your brand and and you know, your consumer and, and, and your product along the way. Dude. Well, Matt, I really appreciate this conversation. I think that you and I, we've had similar journeys and for you and for me, I feel like it's just getting started. I, I really do. I feel it like is. what we're doing, what you guys are doing is incredible. Um, for people that want to check you out, uh, where's the best place to go to go learn more about the HWPO CEO, uh, Matt O'Keefe? Is it is it Instagram or where is it? Yeah, I'm on Instagram. Um, O-K-E-E-F-M-R um, at O-K-E-F-M-R. That's my handle. I, you know, I poke in and out there. I'm not a, I'm not a good, you know, self-promoter storyteller, but HWPO training has a handle, uh, you know, H at HWPO training and websites, the same.com. Um, you know, I'll be super involved there and present and, you know, with a lot of stuff that we're talking about there. So, uh, check us out. Love it, man. Well, dude, I can't wait to catch up again. I want to, I want to sit back a couple months from now, see what evolution you've seen. Um, but you know, a major takeaway for today, right. Is that you guys have pivoted on to something really special. You guys are staying true to your mission and, uh, can't wait to see what happens in a couple of months, brother. Hey man, thanks for having me on. And again, always, I think I say this every time because you just keep evolving, but congrats on all your success. Uh, and thanks for all your friendship advice. Um, man you're you're a rock with me for me for us for matt so uh let's keep crushing it together let's do it thanks brother